Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Introduction to Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales, Book 1, Chapter 5. The first step must be purifying the soul. The flowers appear on the earth, says the heavenly bridegroom, and the time for pruning and cutting is come. And what, my child, are our hearts flowers, save our good desires? Now, so soon as these begin to appear, we need the pruning hook to cut off all dead and superfluous works from our conscience. When the daughter of a strange land was about to espouse an Israelite, the law commanded her to put off the garment of her captivity, to pare her nails, and to shave her head. Even so, the soul which aims at the dignity of becoming the spouse of Christ must put off the old man and put on the new man, forsaking sin. Moreover, it must pare and shave away every impediment which can hinder the love of God. The very first step towards the spiritual help is to be purged from our sinful humors. St. Paul received perfect purification instantaneously, and the like grace was conferred on St. Mary Magdalene, St. Catherine of Genoa, St. Pelagia, and some others. But this kind of purification is as miraculous and extraordinary in grace as the resurrection of the dead in nature, nor dare we venture to aspire to it. The ordinary purification, whether of body or soul, is only accomplished by slow degrees, step by step, gradually and painfully. The angels on Jacob's ladder had wings, yet nevertheless they did not fly, but went in due order up and down the steps of the ladder. The soul which rises from out of sin to a devout life has been compared to the dawn, which does not banish darkness suddenly, but by degrees. That cure which is gradually effected is always the surest. The spiritual maladies, like those of the body, are wont to come on horseback and express, while they depart slowly and on foot. So that we must needs be brave and patient, my daughter, in this undertaking. It is a woeful thing to see souls beginning to chafe and grow disheartened because they find themselves still subject to imperfection after having made some attempt at leading a devout life and well nigh yielding to the temptation to give up in despair and fall back. But on the other hand, there is an extreme danger surrounding those souls who, through the opposite temptation, are disposed to imagine themselves purified from all imperfection at the very outset of their purgation, who count themselves as full-grown almost before they are born and seek to fly before they have wings. Be sure, daughter, that these are in great danger of a relapse through having left their physician too soon. It is but lost labor to rise up early and late to take rest unless the Lord prosper all we do. The work of the soul's purification neither may nor can end save with life itself. 
Do not then let us be disheartened by our imperfections. Our very perfection lies in diligently contending against them. And it's impossible so to contend without seeing them. Or to overcome without meeting them face to face. Our victory does not consist in being insensible to them, but in not consenting to them. Now, to be afflicted by our imperfections is certainly not to consent thereto. And for the furtherance of humility, it is needful that we sometimes find ourselves worsted in this spiritual battle, wherein, however, we shall never be conquered unless we lose either life or courage. Moreover, imperfections and venial sins cannot destroy our spiritual life, which is only to be lost through mortal sin. Consequently, we have only need to watch well that they do not imperil our courage. David constantly asks the Lord to strengthen his heart against cowardice and discouragement. And it's our privilege in this war that we are certain to vanquish so long as we are willing to fight. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We know that St. Francis de Sales carried in his pocket for 18 years the little book, The Spiritual Combat. And that book, which he read from every day, is very much in evidence in this chapter five. When we hear St. Francis de Sales say that we will vanquish the enemy, we will conquer the enemy as long as we're willing to fight, it's almost a straight quotation from Lorenzo Scrupoli's book, Spiritual Combat. This is one of the main themes in the spiritual combat, that Christ is the victor. That Christ is the unconquerable champion and whoever is on his side in the battle will win. It doesn't matter how weak, how many times we've been struck, how fallen we seem to be, as long as we don't give up, then we will win because Christ is with us. And so this has consequences, particularly the acceptance of our imperfections. Again, this is a huge point from spiritual combat that Francis de Sales is, is re-expressing in his own words, but the idea he gets from scrupuli. Don't be disheartened by your imperfections. Why? Well, first of all, because they may be necessary for our humility. Sometimes, given our who we are, we have to fall, it seems. We, we don't have to fall, but given what the Lord wants to do with us, allowing us to be overcome by temptation, he can make use of. 
He'll bring good out of it. The thing is, we should never become disheartened. We shouldn't be discouraged. Why? Because that's what we are. We're fallen human beings. What is our perfection? Our perfection is not giving up. Our perfection is contending against our imperfections. It's not perfection to think you're perfect when you're not. <laughs> That's not, not seeing faults when there are faults. That's not perfection. No, battling, facing them, fighting with the strength that Jesus gives us. That's what we have to do. Now, is it possible that God could make us into saints instantaneously? He could. Francis de Sales talks about St. Paul, St. Mary Magdalene, Catherine of Genoa. These are people who seem to have reached the heights of sanctity, or at least the unusual level of intimacy with God that usually takes a long time. They seem to have been given that grace instantaneously at their conversion for some particular reason that God knows. But that's not the normal path. The normal path is gradually, painfully, by slow degrees, step by step, piano, piano, the Italians say. And our job is to put our hand in the Lord's hand and go at his speed. Fight, advance according to as he thinks best. Not to be too worried, not to be too anxious. Because in the end, it's lost labor to rise early, the psalmist says, and take late rest if the Lord is not working. What does it matter to do all these things, to work all these wonders, to put all this effort in, if God is not with us? But if God is with us, if he's asking us to do something, if he tells us to throw the nets over the other side of the boat after we labored all night catching nothing, then some great catch of fish can happen. Something wonderful can happen when we do what the Lord wants us to do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.